The word we're going to talk about this morning is uh, freedom. You know, it's Fourth of July weekend, and uh, whenever these weekends come around, I think it's uh, a great opportunity for us to do some uh, some remembering. And uh, so today, I want to encourage us to uh, do some remembering on a couple levels. Uh, one is is on just the level of being a citizen uh, in this great country, and to uh, understand that, that some of that remembering that we need to do to uh, remember, you know, the freedom that comes from that, and the people that started that. What what was their their grounding? Uh, but then also to remember a deeper freedom, and uh, that's the freedom that led them here. But a deeper freedom uh, that we have in Christ. So this morning, uh, that's really really my goal is to uh, talk to you about those those two things those uh, two levels so if you're ready let's let's start and talk about um, freedom uh, especially freedom uh, as uh, as a nation um, when the folks came over here to uh, to this country uh, they were driven by a freedom and a desire for that freedom you can see it uh, in the things that they initially wrote and so uh, you remember those uh, pilgrims that came over on the boat, right? Uh, they came over and they had the, the uh, Mayflower uh, Compact back in 1620. And uh, here's some of the words from the Mayflower Compact. It says, In the name of God, amen, having undertaken for the glory of God and for the advancement of the Christian faith, do solemnly and mutually in the presence of God covenant and combine ourselves together. Do you see in what those sentence, that sentence there, do you see that they've got their purpose pretty clearly defined? And they're going to do this for a couple of reasons, right? They're going to do this for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. Were they pretty clear why they came to this country? Pretty obvious, right? They came here and they were escaping to express that freedom that they knew in Christ. And that carried on. If you go a few years later, after more and more folks had come over to the New World, they finally... I got together again and got all the groups together and they wrote probably what was the first constitution uh, for the new world. It was called the New, uh, new England Confederation uh, Constitution of 1643. What's so fascinating is uh, here's the words from that. It says, whereas we all came into these parts uh, with one and the same end and aim, namely to advance the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ and to enjoy the liberties of the gospel in purity and peace. Did they know why they were in this new world? This is where you say, yeah, it's obvious they did, right? Yeah, they knew why they were in this new world. What was their aim? To be in these parts? The advancement, right? To advance the kingdom of our Lord uh, Jesus Christ, right? So those folks who came over in the beginning and uh, came to this new world, uh, came to the new world with a pretty, pretty clear perspective of what they were about. What's so fascinating is, is the freedom we're going to talk about second, their freedom in Christ that drove them to the new world. Because when they came to the new world, they had that opportunity to openly and freely advance the kingdom of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And we move forward a bunch of years and we get to that time that we're going to be shooting fireworks over uh, these next few days about and we get to the prologue of the Declaration of Independence and uh, of course words that are hopefully familiar to many of us. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights and among them are life, liberty and the pursuit of uh, happiness. I, what I would hope is over this weekend, as you're together, 
that you would take that half sheet that's in your handout, that you would take that half sheet home with you, and these words are in your half sheet. And while you're getting together uh, for the barbecue, and after you've had too many brats and uh, lots of baked beans and potato salad and all the other stuff you're going to consume over the weekend, that when you're there with your friends, that you would make it your goal to remember and bring these words to their attention. Don't you think it's important that we at least pause and remember the heritage and the aim and the purposes which brought these people to this country? That this time ought to be more than just shooting off fireworks, having a day off of work, but it ought to be a time when we remember and we remember the foundation that drove them here, the aim that drove them here. They came because they had a freedom in Christ and they want to advance the lordship of Christ in the new world. What drive, what drove them here, we now celebrate. As we celebrate it, we should remember not only the celebration of, of that advancement of the kingdom, but we should remember as well the freedom that drove them here. Now, that's what I want to talk to you most of all today, is to understand the freedom that drove these people to the new world. And, and what does it mean for us then to not just celebrate as people of this nation and, and free, but what does it mean for us to be Christ followers uh, who celebrate freedom? I want to suggest the scripture gives us uh, some clear teaching uh, on that this morning. What does it mean for us to celebrate freedom as a Christ follower? If you go to John 8, uh, we get the word in John 8 from Jesus himself where he kind of declares to us this kind of freedom. He says, Jesus told the people who had faith in him, if you keep on obeying what I've said, you are truly my disciples, you'll know the truth and the truth will do what? Set you free. There's some freedom there, don't you think? Sure. So, here is a freedom that is deeper than just a freedom that goes with any particular country. This is a freedom that goes with the identity of being a Christ follower. That if you come to that place in your life where you are able to surrender your life and say, you know what, I am just gonna, I'm just gonna surrender myself to Jesus Christ, to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He promises in this verse that if you come to that place in your life, you are gonna know a freedom that you can't find anywhere else. That if you come to that place and you surrender and you are truly his disciples, then you're going to know the truth and that truth is going to set you free. It's going to elevate your life to a place that you never imagined. You're going to experience a freedom that goes beyond just ground and nation and constitution. Now, notice how those who first heard these words responded to him. They answered, we are Abraham's children. We've never been anyone's slaves. How can you say we will be set free? What was their response? Are you kidding me? You've got to be pulling my leg. I'm nobody's slave. Are you kidding me? I'm my own person. You can't tell me I'm a slave. I might. You know what's so interesting about their response? I mean, don't you want to kind of interject at that point right after they say that and say, uh, time out, excuse me, uh, folks, did you forget that little time you spent in Egypt? You remember when they were slaves for Pharaoh? You see, it's part of our inclination in our old person to want to just resist the surrender and say, wait a minute, we can do it ourselves. 
We don't need somebody else to set us free. We can just pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We can do it ourselves. We can set our own course. Captain of our own destinies. Jesus makes it clear to us. Real freedom comes only when we surrender. Real freedom comes only when we surrender to the incredible truth that he embodies. Look how he ends up his dialogue. He says, Jesus replied, I I tell you for certain that anyone who sins is a slave of sin. And slaves don't stay in the family forever, though the son will always remain in the family. If the son gives you freedom, you are free. If the son gives you freedom, If you receive Jesus Christ and His Lordship, you will know freedom that you could never anticipate. But if you hold on to yourself, if you hold on to your own Lordship of your life, then you will only know slavery. And you'll be pushed here, and you'll be pushed there, and you will become a slave. When the offer is in front of you every single day to be set free because of what Jesus Christ did for you, on the cross outside Jerusalem. What did he do for you? What's his freedom? What is it we're supposed to be celebrating? Let me suggest a few things. First of all, Jesus brings to us uh, an incredible uh, freedom from our past. He gives us a freedom out of our past. I mean, think about all those people that came over from the old world and they came over here to the new world to advance the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. When they came over on those boats and they landed in this new world, what do you suppose their thoughts were? Don't, don't you suppose they got off of those boats and kind of kissed the ground and said, a new beginning. It's a new world. It's a new start. It's a new opportunity. Everything that was going on back there in the old world, everything that went on back there in the old life, gone separated by an ocean and nobody here knows what I was over there. Don't you think they thought that? This is the freedom that Jesus also reminds us of and wins for us. He says, listen, you can enter into new life. You can enter into a new world. You don't have to carry the past. You don't have to carry the guilt. You don't have to carry the shame. You don't have to carry any of that stuff that you just kind of drag along in life. You can let go of all of that stuff and experience a whole new world. You can enter into a whole new territory in your life. What Jesus Christ brings to us is a freedom that brings us forgiveness. It comes out of Ephesians 1, if you want to hear it close. It says, Christ sacrificed His life's blood to set us free. Which means that our sins are now, what? Forgiven. They are worlds apart. Jesus Christ accomplished for us a freedom. And that freedom means... You don't have to carry guilt, shame. You don't have to carry any of that stuff you've been trying to hide from everybody else. That when you surrender your life to the Lordship of Christ, you will know a freedom that forgets. A freedom that renews you and brings you into a new place, into a new relationship. You have freedom from your past. Next thing. When you surrender to Christ, you experience a freedom that sets you free from death. It sets you free from death. It's so interesting to me in our world. Do you notice how uncomfortable our world is uh, with death? 
I mean, even talking about it. You ever notice how we find kind of polite ways to talk about it? So somebody dies and we're going to go tell somebody that somebody died. And so as we're talking to them about it and letting them know about that news, we come up with creative language like we say, oh, well, I don't know if you heard the news, but John, he passed. You've heard that before? Yeah, I always want to say, what, gas? Right, you passed what? Right, right. No, John died! Right, John died. We're so uncomfortable in our culture with the reality of death. Why? Because we are afraid of it. The Bible knows that about our world. And when Jesus came, Jesus faced death, Jesus entered death, and Jesus conquered death. Why? So you don't have to be afraid of it or fear it anymore. You don't have to spend your life under the oppression of worrying about death. You're set free. You don't have to spend your life under that kind of oppression of wondering, is this my last day? Or, you know, what are you saying? Have or... You are absolutely free because He gives us the freedom of the promise of life eternal. If you look again in the, in the Scriptures and you go to Romans 6... He says in Romans 6, when you were slaves of sin, you didn't, you didn't uh, have to please God. But what good did you receive from the things you did? All you have to uh, show for them is your shame and they lead to death. Now you have been set free from sin and you are God's slaves. That will make you holy and will lead you to eternal life. Sin pays off with death. But God's gift is eternal life given by Jesus Christ, our Lord. When we surrender to Christ, we experience a freedom that sets us free from that anxiety and that fear and that oppression of death. The promise over our life is life. The freedom over our life is the freedom to invest in life today because we don't have to worry about death tomorrow. We can be so focused and so free to make the day the most incredible day it can possibly be because we live under that promise that even if it is our last day, there's another day. You get what I'm saying? Jesus Christ gives us a freedom from our past and He gives us a freedom from death. He also gives us an incredible freedom from fear. Do you notice how many people in our world live under that oppression of fear, anxiety, and worry? Worrying about what's going to happen next. Worrying about what the future is going to hold. Being anxious and living under the fear and therefore not taking action or not taking steps because they just don't know how it's going to turn out. And, and so they kind of get enslaved by and captured by the fear of what's unknown. Jesus enters into our life and Jesus gives us a security about our future so that he sets us free from that kind of fear. He gives us a peace about our presence and a peace about God's working in our future that says we don't have to be captured by fear anymore. If you look at Colossians 1, it says there, But his son became a human and he died. So God made peace with you. And now he lets you stand in his presence as people who are holy and faultless and innocent. 
That means on any day, we are free because we know exactly who we are. We know that we have peace with God and we stand before God as innocent and faultless. We know exactly who we are in Christ and we are free to make the most incredible opportunities for our future because God's attitudes towards us will never change in Christ. We have peace with God. We are innocent. We are faultless. And our life opens up to a freedom because we know exactly who we are. So we don't have to worry about what tomorrow is going to bring. Why? Because tomorrow is going to bring the same relationship with God. When we wake up the next day, no matter what that challenge is, it doesn't change what God's promise is over our life. We still are at peace with God and we are still blameless and we are still faultless. We can look forward to our futures. Why? Because we know God is already in our future. We know that God's already working in our tomorrow. We already know what our position before God is. So we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live in worry. We don't have to live in anxiousness. Because Jesus Christ has already accomplished. And He has already set us free to make the most of the life that we have right now. And fear has no place. Does it mean life's going to be easy? Absolutely not. It's going to have its challenges. It's going to have its disappointments. But none of those will change God's attitude towards us. None of that will push God into a place where God's unwilling to overcome those challenges in our lives. When the signers of the Declaration of Independence signed that Declaration of Independence, they knew that they were taking on some risk, don't you think? And, and many of them did. Take on a huge risk. If you uh, look at what happened to them after, so many of them after they were the signers, uh, those 56 signers, uh, five of them were captured and tortured by the British before they died. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned to the ground. Two lost their sons in the war. One had two sons captured. Nine fought and died of wounds as a result of the war. Uh, Carter Braxton of Virginia was a wealthy planter and trader. He saw all of his ships uh, swept from the sea by the British Navy, and he had to sell his home uh, to pay his debts, and he died in rags. Thomas McKean was so hounded by the British, he was forced to move his family almost constantly. Uh, he died in poverty. Thomas Nelson's home was seized by the British at the Battle of Yorktown, and they used it as a command post, and Nelson urged George Washington to open fire on his house, which they did, and it was destroyed, and he died bankrupt. Why were they able to do that? Because they were not going to let fear capture their life. And they were going to live knowing that God's promise was over their life. It doesn't mean everything goes easy for us, but it means our position in God doesn't change. And there's nothing the world can do to us to change that. And God will ultimately overcome anything that the world throws at us. We have a freedom from that kind of fear and anxiety and worry. Ultimately, what does it mean to us? It means to us, I think, that we have a freedom to live an elevated life for Christ. That the freedom we have is to do exactly what those who came to the new world, we have the freedom to do exactly what they came to the new world to do. Do you remember where we started? We quoted a couple of things, the Mayflower Conflict and uh, Compact and, and that New England's first constitution. And, and what was their aim and what was their goal? To live for God and advance the kingdom of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Do you remember that? 
exactly why they came to the new world is exactly the freedom you have when you wake up tomorrow morning. You have the freedom to wake up and say, you know what? I don't have to live in, a, in fear. I don't have to worry about death. I don't have to carry my past. I can live today to the maximum and make the biggest difference I can possibly make for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I can move my life. My life gets elevated in the freedom of Christ so that my life becomes worth something far more than just making a business successful or collecting a paycheck or you know doing the things of uh, simple things of life. Our life becomes much more because we can do exactly what they came to the new world to do. To advance the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We have a freedom to make our lives count more than anybody else in this world because Jesus Christ's life counted. It counted. And it set us free. Folks, when you're celebrating over the weekend and you're in the middle of those brats and hamburgers and baked beans and potato salad and don't forget the fluff salad with all the whipped cream, you know, while you're doing all that stuff, that's awesome good. But remember some things, will you? Remember some things. Remember the aim of why those people came to this new world. And most of all, remember, because of the freedom you have in Jesus Christ, if you've surrendered your life to Him, you have the freedom to do the same thing. To conquer a new world for the advancement of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank You so much for the gift we have, the incredible gift we have of Jesus Christ and His Lordship over our lives. We just pray that we could be empowered by your Holy Spirit so that we could live that kind of life, that we could be elevated to live that life that makes a difference for Him and for His kingdom. Because we know when we do that, our lives will be filled with so many blessings. They'll be filled with so many opportunities. It may cause sacrifice. It has challenges. But we are at peace with that. We're at peace with that because we know through Christ you look upon each one of us and you forgive our past and you give us strength to overcome our fears and you have already defeated the enemy of death in our life and you brought us to that place of incredible freedom to live life to its fullest for the advancement of the kingdom of heaven. Father, thank you for this freedom above all freedoms. We pray so in Jesus' name. Amen.